Admonishes on the power of consecration. When we consecrate ourselves and proclaim our fast before the Lord of the earth, in so doing, we activate the divine influence upon our lives and the specific grace for the season of consecration. The strength and spirit of God literally overshadows us and the power of the Most High finds unfettered expression in and through our lives with little or no intrinsic hindrances. Whilst our relationship with God begins at regeneration, our fellowship is maintained through consecration and total surrender. To consecrate is to set apart, to dedicate, to wholly give oneself and surrender totally unto God in a most pleasurable way to Him. It's all about Him. One of the greatest battles of life is the battle of the will. When we got saved, we were by grace brought into the will of God. What a truly remarkable and joyous experience. Jesus, in the Garden of Gethsemane, was torn between His will and the will of the Father. Through consecration, he submitted his will to the Father's will when he said, Not my will, but thy will be done. Yielding totally to the Lord allows his power to work through us. Let us pray for consecration. Second Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We are able to come before the Master because of the finished work of the cross of Calvary, because of the blood that was shed 2,000 years ago. The power in that blood shed 2,000 years ago was still potent and is still potent to be able to have saved both me and you when we got saved. That is the power of the blood. And so, Heavenly Father, we come today and we thank you for the power in the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the potency. We thank you for the efficacy in the blood of Jesus Christ. We come and we appropriate the blood into our lives and we ask, O oh God, that the blood will cleanse every thought, every action, every deed, everything that is contrary to righteousness and holiness. Thank you that the blood presents us blameless before you. We thank you that your word says, you who knew no sin, you became sin for us, that we may have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so therefore, we come today in that righteousness as partakers of the divine promise. We purge ourselves of every sin of the spirit and of the flesh, and we receive the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ freely given to us for this season. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of eternal life and access and boldness that we have to enter into your presence by the blood of Jesus Christ, who has consecrated a new and living way for us, as the Bible says in Hebrews 10 and verse 19. And so we come, as Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 says, 
we present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, Lord, which is your reasonable sacrifice. And we refuse to be conformed to this world. We transform our minds by the renewing of our minds that we may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And we speak to our mindset everything that will stand as a hindrance to us receiving the blessing of God. We come against it. We release ourselves from every limitation that holds us bound in the past. And we declare that in and through this season of consecration, our lives and our walk with God will be utterly and radically shifted to a new dimension. We will grow in divine life, totally submitted to the divine will and manifesting the fullness of the Godhead in us. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible admonishes us to be sober and vigilant because the adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. And so we do need God's protection to make it through day after day. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 3 says, For you died to this world, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. That is to say, we are hid in Christ, and Christ is hid in God. So for the enemy to locate us, he has to come through God, dismantle him, come through Christ, dismantle him to get to us which is literally impossible. And so we will pray. Father, we thank you for your supernatural protection and for making me invisible before the eyes of the enemy. Thank you for being my cover in battle. Thank you for preserving and keeping me and my household in this pandemic. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Father, I come and I ask that you clothe me and my loved ones fully with your armor so that we can stand in the evil day against the wiles of the devil. We declare that the armor upon us will not cause us to suffer any loss or casualties even in battle. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, is what verse 12 says. Lord, we come and we ask that you will give us understanding of the spirits behind the forces that come against us. Lord, expose and foil the devil's tricks and every satanic agenda against we and our loved ones. We pray for supernatural wisdom, divine strategies, and tactics to overcome the schemes of the kingdom of darkness. We will pray in particular for the destruction of the plague, the Corona-19 virus that has become a global pandemic. And we decree, like Zechariah 2, 5 says, that, Lord, you are a wall of fire round about us, and you will set us apart in the land of Goshen, so that 
no swarms of flies will come near us. We declare that sickness, disease, destruction, danger, and the COVID-19 virus will not be found anywhere near our dwelling place and no evil will befall us according to Psalm 91 and verse 10. Exodus 12, 13 says the blood will be a token upon the houses where we are. And when you see the blood, you will pass over and the plague shall not destroy us. We speak right now and we declare, Lord, your divine protection upon our loved ones, that the plague will not come near any one of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 9 to 10 declares that even though the people have gathered against us, they are broken in pieces. And all those who come together to take counsel, their counsel is brought to naught. We speak and we declare that they are scattered and they will never be united against us. We declare that no weapon that is fashioned against us in 2021 shall prosper. I come today and I cancel every contract the enemy has signed, every day that the enemy has programmed in the year 2020 to do you, your family, or your household harm. We cancel it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We call the months by name. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and December. And we declare that whatever the kingdom of darkness has programmed will not come to pass. We declare say, abortion to satanic wombs and incubators that their plans will not hatch, but rather they will fail woefully in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you will give miscarrying wombs and dry breasts to all those who gather against us. And we speak and we declare that we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, according to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. We raise the banner of the blood of Jesus over our household, and everything that is related to us. We declare that because of the standard of the blood of Jesus Christ that has been lifted and raised against the flood of the enemy, everything that comes, regardless of the torrent with which it comes, it is negated and silenced in the name of Jesus Christ. We cry and we say, Lord, do not deliver us to the will of our adversary according to Psalm 27 and verse 12. Because our times are in your hands, Father, we ask that you will deliver us from the hands of the enemies and from those who persecute us according to Psalm 31 and verse 15. And we enforce the decrees of heaven to override every contrary decree in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Most people at some point in time or the other in their lives 
have had to battle with loneliness or depression. If you are feeling sad or hopeless, the Bible provides wisdom on how to recover. Psalm 42 and verse 5, David the psalmist said, Why, my soul, art thou downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Who is David talking to? Himself. David first spoke to God about his problem. Thereafter, he listened to God about his problem. This is what we should do when we read the scriptures and speak them over our life. That strategy works. It worked for David and it will work for you too. To have a good and healthy mind, you have to speak to yourself in psalms and songs. Jeremiah 15 and verse 16 says, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. You have to make a determined effort to read the word of God, even when you do not feel like it, because it is joy to your soul. So, Father, we come and we submit, we bring our feelings the sense of lowliness, the sense of low self-esteem, the depression, the sense of hopelessness, the despair, the, the suicide feeling. We bring them into alignment with what the word of God says about me and my situation. I know that I am important to you because I am the apple of your eye. Your word in John chapter 8 and verse 32 says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You are the way, the truth, and the light. When we speak the truth, we become free from every shackle, every spirit of suicide, and every spirit of depression. And depression can happen to anybody. First Kings chapter 19 and verse 4 in the NIV version states, when he himself, that is Elijah, went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat under it, and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. I pray that whatever spirit might be holding one down, an oppressing one and making one feel like their life is useless and that they do not matter and have nothing to contribute to this world. In the name of Jesus Christ, may the Lord teach you to correct your wrong thinking and attitudes about life so that you may be truly free indeed. I declare that you are free from every depressive thought. I declare from henceforth that you see things from the right point of view according to God's word. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 25 says in the NIV version, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. When we are anxious about a thing, it causes hopelessness and depression. I want you to purposefully also Take time to get 
to the root of all the causes of anxiety and depression around you. When we understand that when God's presence is not near us, then the spirit of depression and fear can come. Just like in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 14, it says, The spirit of the Lord left Saul. The Lord sent him a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. So the absence of the presence of the Lord creates a vacuum for a contrary spirit of hopelessness, fear, and depression to come in. So let us pray that that will not be how we will relate to the Lord. Father, we pray that you will not allow Satan to invade our thoughts and our emotions because of perhaps pride, disobedience, or whatever overwhelming feeling. But Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus and we come against the spirit of fear, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of depression, and the spirit of suicide. Father, we ask that as we submit ourselves under your mighty hand, you will cause us to align with your will. And therefore, the Holy Spirit and your presence around us will reverse the Satan's assault on us to overcome every form of anxiety and depression in the name of Jesus Christ. We stand on the word of God and we take authority over the enemy and thoughts of anxiety. And we declare that we will be anxious for absolutely nothing at all times. But Lord, we would rather come before you with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and we will let our request the burdens of our hearts be made known unto you and thereby father your word says you will give us your peace the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through christ jesus and so we pray in jesus name amen the Bible states in Proverbs 23 and verse 18, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Hebrew 11 and verse 1 in the NIV says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see. To hope is to have a confident expectation, an eager anticipation that something is going to happen or take place in someone's life. As children of God, our confidence is in the finished work of the cross of Calvary, that God will come through for us because of his son, Jesus Christ, and not because of who we are or what we have done. The enemy's greatest desire is to make us lose hope by pointing out our shortcomings making us place a limit on what we can expect from God because we feel that we do not qualify. As you have purposed to consecrate yourself to him, expect to win, expect to emerge from this fast with answered prayers, exceeding abundantly above all your petitions because God is favorably disposed towards you. Your expectations will not be in vain. 
Psalm 38 and verse 15 says in the message translation, What I do, God, is wait for you. Wait for my Lord, my God, you will answer. Romans 10 and verse 17 in the NLT states, So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. The key to increasing our expectation is to increase our fellowship with Jesus Christ. It is a progressive revelation of who God is and what he can do that guarantees an increase in our faith and therefore our expectations. Mark 11 and verse 24 says, For this reason I am telling you, whatever things you ask in prayer accord in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10 in the New Living Translation states, If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 37, David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. What we say about a situation is a key pointer to what we are expecting in any given situation. The year 2021 will only be what you decide that it will be, not the pandemic, the economy, or the prevailing circumstances around you. Speak what you are expecting. Talk yourself into what God has said concerning you this year. Fill yourself with God's word so that your heart will indict a good matter. Your mouth is designed as a pen of a ready writer. I encourage you to use it to inscribe what God has written about you in the volume of the books. Rehearse everything you know about God and the victories he has given you. David declared that the God who had delivered him from the poor of the lion and the bear will likewise give him Goliath's head and he got what he said. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for the finished work of the cross of Calvary and because of what Jesus did and already guaranteed and secured our victory, we can come to you with great expectation, knowing that our hope will not be disappointed. We ask, O oh God, that you will give us a fresh desire and hunger for you, for your presence, and of you through your word. We pray, O oh God, for grace to live revelationally and not situationally. Father, we declare in the name of Jesus Christ that all things will work together for us for our good this year. We declare that we are strong and able to do exploits. 
we declare that the lines we fall in pleasant places unto us this year, in spite of whatever is happening in the world, we declare that our territories will be enlarged this year. And we also declare, according to your word, in Job 22 and 28, when we decide a thing and we decree it, it will be established for us and the light of God's favor will shine upon our ways. We stand together in agreement and we decree and we declare according to your word in Isaiah chapter 58 from verse 6 that this is the fast that you have chosen to undo the bonds of wickedness and to tear to pieces the ropes of the yoke. We speak that the oppressed will go free and everybody that has been enslaved, whether it be to debt, whether it be to sickness, whether it be to loneliness, whether it be to abuse, whether it be to oppression, whatever it is, we decree that the enslaving yoke is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare that healing restoration will break forth like the new dawn. New life will spring forth speedily. We speak and we decree and we declare in the name of Jesus Christ, every form of wickedness will be done away with in Jesus' name. We declare as children of God that we are free because the Son has set us free. So we are free to move to the next level in life, free to succeed, free to prosper, free to be fruitful, free to marry, free to have children, free to be healed, free to progress, free to become house owners, free to be leaders, free to be lenders, free to own our own cars, free to be promoted, free to start our own businesses. Lord, we declare that every heavy burden will be undone. The weights of oppression, debt, sickness, loneliness, infirmity, unfruitfulness, and every chain of limitation is broken off our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. We decree and we declare that the barren wombs are open to be fruitful. We speak preservation of life to everyone that will conceive even until the time of delivery. Father, we pray that this year you will give clear instructions from you, Lord, as to how to go about to fulfill our destiny. We say none will be unfulfilled amongst us in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare that we will have the divine hookups to be connected to people who will be instrumental in us going to another level in the name of Jesus Christ. We mount up with wings as eagles to a greater height in every area of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the angelic host that is ministering our inheritance to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Fear is defined as an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, real or imagined. Fear is unavoidable. You will get confronted with thoughts of fear, inadequacy and negativity. These are all inevitable. The Bible in Ephesians chapter 6 and 11 calls them the wiles of the enemy. 
Don't be ignorant of what they are. Fear has torment and can render you helpless. Fear can be so subtle but yet very deadly. It can immobilize you. Fear can open the door to unproductivity, low self-esteem, a sense of failure, hopelessness, anxiety and depression. Fear is triggered by the perception of danger. This means there is a trigger or a root cause for fear. In order to eliminate the fear, the root must be identified. Take a few minutes to think and identify the root causes of fear in your life. It may be a past event, a transition, a sense of being overwhelmed or incompetent. But I want you to know that God has not left you helpless in the face of this assault of fear. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1 that we have weapons of warfare, but these are not carnal, but mighty through God to putting down every machination against you. So gird yourself with faith, love and righteousness and enforce and establish the victory that Christ has won for you. Psalm 34 and verse 4 states, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Verse Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 states, Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Cast means an act of throwing something forcefully. So determine today that everything that is making you fearful, you will consciously with determination throw it forcefully at Jesus who is eagerly waiting to receive it and exchange it for love, assurance, rest and peace that he already made available for you through the cross. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you that we can come and cry out to you and be delivered of all our fears. We begin to address our fears one by one and we say that we have dominion over them and we will overcome the fears. We throw, we cast down all our fears about the future, our jobs, businesses, finances, health, children, marriage, single, the fear of being single, bills, whatever it is, we cast it down before you. We come against the fear that hinders productivity, just like the servant in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 25. And we declare that because of fear, we will not be hindered. We will continue to remain daring even in the future. We decree that we have the mind of Christ and we are bold and audacious and daring to take on new frontiers and increase our productivity. We speak to every fear from our past that is trying to torment us. We refuse to allow the enemies from our past paralyze us and keep us from pursuing the purpose of our future. We declare that fear will not deliver us into the hands of our enemy, but rather you, Lord, will continue to keep us and preserve us. We engage the power of our will just like the man that was possessed with the legion of demons in the book of mark chapter 5 he dragged himself with all those demons to the lord and his deliverance was complete from fear 
Therefore, we drag our fears today before the master and we declare that those fears are silenced and calmed in the presence of our master in the name of Jesus Christ. We command our faith to align and to submit to God's will and promises for our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. We come and we pray particularly for the COVID pandemic. The Bible in 2 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 7 states, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so we declare that we will not be fearful of the plague of COVID-19. And we speak the peace of God and soundness to our minds. We pray particularly for those who are afflicted with infection, that fear will not torment them as they recover. We insist that the evil reports associated with contracting the COVID-19 disease will not take hold of the minds of those affected and breed fear. We pray against the effects of the COVID-19 disease, especially as it relates to the economy. And we declare that just as there was a famine and Isaac sowed in that land and received a hundredfold as Genesis 26 verses 1 and 12 state, we declare that regardless of the economic effect of COVID-19, we will not be afraid to continue living life and taking on new frontiers. We pray concerning the evil reports of the global catastrophe in the times we live in. And according to your word in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, we say, we stand, we confirm, we affirm, we confess that we believe, we know in whom we have believed. We have absolute trust and confidence in you, O Lord, and the truth of your deity. And we are fully persuaded beyond any doubt that you are able to keep that which you have entrusted into us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.